Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome back to Don V Fridays, man. It's been a, it's been a couple weeks since the last podcast, so you know, I told y'all I was going to scale it back a little bit in the spring. But we ready to, you know, get ready. We get ready to ramp things up. You got a lot to discuss today. Whole lot to discuss. As far as Virginia Tech basketball, Virginia Tech football, all types of news and notes and stuff I hadn't discussed since the last podcast. A whole, whole lot to talk about. We got a whole lot to talk about. Virginia Tech fans, get comfortable. And we ain't talking about, we ain't talking about nothing crazy this week. This one, this one's gonna be <laughs> damn near strictly. It's almost a, a VT exclusive. So if you're a, if you're a Hokie fan, you might hate this episode or enjoy it. Depends on how you feel about me. I might get into a little bit of that later. But um, let's get right to it, man. Last time we spoke, last time I did a podcast, and I talked about Virginia Tech basketball, which was. I think it was before our Sweet 16 game, before before Duke. Uh, Buzz was the coach. Uh, <laughs> Buzz was the coach. We had a team, all of that. Since then, Buzz has taken the job at Texas A&M. He, God bless Buzz. Buzz, no shade. God bless you. You, you went and got that bag. Uh, still one of the greatest Virginia Tech coaches I ever witnessed. So I was blessed. The little five year run Buzz gave us is still it's still dope. He did he did he accomplished some dope shit while at Virginia Tech. So I got no hate in my heart towards Buzz. You know, he gotta do what he gotta do. He's from Texas, so if he wants to go home and be around Texans, hey man, that's all it's all good, bro. It's all good, man. Get your money, man. And he got that money, so get your money, man. You I, I Buzz. Good, good. You did good, bro. You did good. Get your money, man. But um, there was a coaching search uh, with some some guys. Y'all know who I wanted. I was uh, I I wanted Rick Pitino's sleazy ass. I wanted Rick. I ain't gonna let, listen. I wanted a sleaze ball coach that was ready to give out money and hookers. I was ready for all the crazy shit. I was ready for agents and all that goofy shit, but we didn't go that route. Uh, we hired Wofford's head coach, Mike Young. I wasn't too thrilled about the... If y'all follow me on Twitter, at DonV757 underscore, y'all know I wasn't too thrilled about the... Uh, I wasn't too thrilled about the, the coaching hire. Not because I don't think Mike Young can coach or he can't. I'm not about to sit up here and say that man can't coach. I would be a fool to say that. I know he can coach. But going from Wofford to the Atlantic Coast Conference, there is a level of recruiting that you have to be able to do to survive in the Atlantic Coast Conference. You can X and O your ass off. I'm not about to sit up and say that man can't X and O and coach. 
or he's a bad person or he, you know, I'm not about to sit up here and, and say that. He's probably a great guy. But I just think we went for the safe pick because it's not like he took Wofford to the to the final four or anything. It's not like he was he has a laundry list of guys that went from his program at Wofford to the NBA. So as a Virginia Tech fan, a fan in the Atlantic Coast Conference, you thinking, how are we gonna compete with Duke when they get Zion Williamson and Cam Reddish and or how are we gonna compete with the national champion uh Virginia Cavaliers and they had uh you know Kyle Guy and Jerome, Ty Jerome and all these people. How are we gonna compete with the Carolinas? Like the Atlanta Coast Conference is a deep conference and you have to have talent to compete in it. Like I just think we took took the took the a safe route because I mean with Babcock said it himself, he wanted a guy that wasn't going job hop, which doesn't make sense because Mike Young job hopped to Virginia Tech, which is, you know, fucking ass backwards. I'm like, so you would rather take a coach that okay, he ain't going you you get you looked at it more so like you felt so offended by Buzz taking another job. That you didn't want the next man, like you wanted your next coach to make sure that well he ain't gonna go no damn where, because Mike Young grew up and he grew up in uh Radford or some shit. He grew up a fan of the program and all that. So I'm like, dog, you gonna hire a fan? This is how I felt. You gonna hire a fan? What? Get the best man. Don't worry about that fan shit. Don't go hiring fans, dog. That's just how I felt, but I'm not. That don't mean that I'm no longer a fan of the basketball team. Because a lot of people wonder, uh, uh, they'll be a fan. In the, shut the fuck up. I'll always be a fan of the of, of the basketball team, the football team, the wrestling team, all of that. I support the athletics. I support Virginia Tech athletics, man. I don't have to. I can not like some shit and still be a fan, man. Y'all need to go somewhere with that. But uh, I'm going to give Mike Young a chance because I have to. That's the coach. That's my coach. Whether I like it or not, that's the coach. So Mike Young is the new head coach. And uh, it it seemed like as soon as he was announced as head coach, uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker declared for the NBA draft. That didn't surprise nobody. Not really. Um, Me me personally, I think he could have used one more year of college basketball to get stronger. It was a lot of times where he just looked skinny and just not strong. And imagine we do play in the Atlantic coast conference. So he's going up against NBA bodies. Like, you know, you play against, you know, Zion Williamson, although he didn't play against Zion in the first game. But when you playing against those big dudes, all these big dudes, UVA had these, you know what I'm saying? You going up against some trees, you going up against some strong, big, lottery pick motherfuckers in the ACC and it was some times where he just didn't look strong you know you know I'm just a fan you know it's just my fan eye he just he just didn't look strong like I think I think another year of college to build his body up get a little bit more ass under him because he got a nice silky smooth game you know it's not saying that he lacked the talent or the skill he just needed a little he just needed a little ass up under him I think but if they projected him to be a lottery pick, which some mock drafts do got him in the lottery, 
Some don't. I mean, lower lottery, not, you know, not like top five or nothing, but they got them going in the first round. Hey, man, go get your money, man. Ooh, don't, don't listen to a stupid motherfucker like me. Go get your money, man. Uh, But Nikhil Alexander-Walk, he declared for the draft. Uh, like I said, I think he could have benefited for one more year of college basketball, whether at VT or somewhere else. I think I don't think he would have went anywhere else because he would have had to sit a year or some shit. But uh, God bless him. God bless you all. Uh, knock their ass dead. That's all I'm going to say. Ball out. Get your money. Uh, Chris Clark jumped in the transfer portal. That's another move that didn't really surprise anybody. He had got suspended. He didn't play none last season because he had suffered. He got suspended. Was was basically uh inactive for the entire season. So that's another transfer move that didn't surprise nobody. A departure that didn't surprise nobody. Uh, with Bisa Beatty, he he transferred. That one surprised me. I I thought he would have stayed because uh. We definitely, we definitely need, we definitely needed BD to come back, and he was improving as the season went on. He was struggling for a minute, but towards the end of the season, he was dependable. And I think with another season at at, at Virginia Tech, he might have became one of the one of the go to guys, a leader on the team. But he decided to take his talents elsewhere. He's currently in the transfer portal. Our old friend, the transfer portal. But the transfer portal wasn't done with us. As Curry Blackshear, Curry Curry Blackshear Jr. entered the transfer portal, I think maybe two days ago from when I'm recording this. That one hurt. I ain't gonna lie because if Curry Blackshear came back next year, it would this would have been his team. Curry Blackshear at times last season, especially when Justin Robinson was out. With his injury, Kerry Blackshear had the team on his back, and he got us through some tough, through a tough stretch where we could have lost to Duke. We could have lost a lot of games, and Kerry Blackshear put the team on his back, and um, that one hurt, man. That's the, that's the one that hurt. That's we. That's the one that hurt, man. He uh, one of the most talented. Big men Virginia Tech ever had. Um, and as soon as he hit the transfer portal, and I follow a lot of uh I follow a lot of people, a lot of, I follow a lot of fans from other fan bases, and as soon as Kerry Blackshear hit the transfer portal, a lot of the people I follow that root for other teams, whether it be the Floridas, the Florida States, the UVAs, like they was like, hmm, that would be a nice little addition to our team. Like it's the Wolves. The vultures already started circling as soon as that man entered the transfer portal. So, uh, Kerry Blackshear's services, trust me, his his services will be acquired by somebody real soon. I'm pretty sure he's wearing his options. I even seen like some Kentucky fans and Kentucky people saying, "Oh, we should get Kerry Blackshear." So, that Kerry Blackshear is a hot commodity as far as being a grad transfer, a a skilled big man, a talented big man. Good dude too. Good solid dude. You don't ever hear his name involved in no bullshit. Um Yeah, man. Uh wish him the best, but he's he gone. He gone. So we did get some good news. Hokies. Uh Landers Nolly decided to stay. 
I think he was weighing his options. He probably saw everybody else leave and was like, can be my team. <laughs> it can be my team, shit. It can be my team, shit. So, Landis Nolly is coming back. Uh, he didn't play at all last year, neither. He ended up... Uh, he ended up uh, basically taking a red shirt year because the NCAA decided that he can't play. Uh, that that whole situation was a mess, you know, something that he probably don't want to relive. But hopefully, that whole situation is cleared up and Landis Nolly can uh, play and contribute. Lord knows his light going to be greener than a leprechaun dick. Light going to be greener than... Uh, I don't know. I can't, I, I can't even think of green shit. Greener than old money. I guess he gonna have the greenest light in the ACC. Cause uh, who else gonna get the shots? <laughs> Somebody gotta get them. That's probably what Mike Young told him. Like dog, the whole team just left. Uh, J. Rob left. Med left. Blackshear left. Chris Clark left. Uh, Nall left. Dog, your light is green as fuck. So. And it's dope. It's dope. A lot of people, um, I, I get jokes off and shit. And people just get, like, I tweet for shits and giggles. Like, I just tweet what comes to my mind. I'm always thinking about getting a laugh off. And I tweet, I think I put out a tweet like, uh, it's bad if we celebrating people not transferring. And people be get. People get mad at my humor. I don't understand it because I just get my little jokes off and I keep it moving. And then I'll wake up in the morning and it'll people be just, oh my God, just so negative. I'm not negative. Like, I'm just getting jokes off. Nine times out of 10, if it's Virginia Tech related, I'm just getting my jokes off or I'm getting some frustration off, but I'm going to shake it and be back clowning around in a minute. So, if you listening to this and you think I am a negative fan or a negative person, dog, I'm chilling. Trust me and believe me, I'm chilling. Don't take those, don't take my tweets seriously. Unless I'm talking about something serious, don't take my tweets seriously. I'm just getting jokes off. Or I'm just stating my opinion, which I'm allowed to do. Like, I'm a sports fan. I don't work for the school. Um, I'm in no way affiliated with Virginia Tech, I'm about to say Virginia Tech University and piss y'all off. I'm not affiliated with the university, so relax. It's just a fan getting his opinions off. I'm not a beat writer. I'm not a player on the team. None of that shit. I'm just a fan, dog. Like, some of y'all got to relax. For real. Um, do I think Virginia Tech basketball is going to struggle next year? Yes, I do. Because I got eyes. I got eyeballs. If you get, If you lose this many players to NBA draft, transfers, and graduation... Uh, you bring in a new coach, you're going to struggle. You you you're losing your top your your top signees. You're losing them too because they decided to reopen their commitment recruitment. There's going to be some turnover. We're going to struggle. Like if that's being negative, dog, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> that's just being real. Uh, we're going to struggle, fam. Like the buzz days are over with. What we gotta hope is Mike Young can get his shit together, get a get a get a staff, a competent staff that can recruit on the ACC level, and then we can get this bitch back popping in two or three seasons. But next year is dead. 
If you think this team going back to the Sweet 16 or even the NCAA tournament, you are smoking crack, my boy. Leave that shit alone. You are crazy as hell if you think VT going back to the NCAA tournament next year. Let's move on to Virginia Tech football because we had, during all this craziness with the transfer portal, transfer portal was back fucking us up in another sport. Uh, we had spring football. We had a whole spring game, all of that. Before I get into, you know, some spring football stuff, I'm not going to recap the spring game. I wasn't there. But, you know, it's some people that I like. It's some people that I follow, that I trust. I trust these people with my life um, that put out some great content. I want to give a shout out to at Hunker Down Hokie. Uh, He got a podcast, Two Minute Drill Field. Please. Cut this podcast off right now and go listen to his last podcast because he hit you with all the gems, all the jewels, all the he the man is good. I you know, I'll say it. You know, I ain't got no problem giving props where they do. So fuck with fuck with him at Honker Down Hokey. He got a podcast that's called Two Minute Drill Field. I don't know where you can find this podcast. Just go to his just go to his Twitter. He'll he got it posted. Where his links and all that. I don't know if he's on iTunes or wherever, SoundCloud. But at Honker Down Hokey. He got a podcast called The Two Minute Drill Field. Good informative shit. It ain't crazy like mine's. It's it's more informative. Mine's is wild and we get down and dirty over here. But if you want straight facts, good information. Fuck with his podcast. I would I would suggest you cut mine's off right now and go fuck with his. Because he's gonna be way more informed than me. Mine's is more opinions. His is more facts. So but let's get into this. Let's get into this spring football. Uh as of right now. This is everything is as of right now. The, the spring game been played. Um Ryan Willis still looks like the starting quarterback. Even before the even before spring football, most of us were saying uh Ryan Willis will have to work overtime to lose that job. Is as far as Quincy Patterson and, and Hendon Hooker or whatever, they gotta compete for the second job. I don't think I don't think the second job is like cemented, cemented, locked up, nothing like that. But I did want Quincy Patterson, and I'm saying this knowing that Ryan Willis would have been the starter regardless. I wanted Quincy Patterson to make it a discussion. So what I'm saying is, of course, Ryan Willis, they say it's a competition, but we know Ryan Willis was the starter. I wanted Quincy Patterson to ball out to the point that it was a conversation. You know, just so so it's still a thing. Going into the fall. That's what you want, you know, the, your future, you know, hopefully your future star quarterback to do as a redshirt freshman, you know, second year player. You will want the future, you know, face of your program to, by his second season, push for starting reps and make it a conversation. But from what I'm hearing, he didn't really do that. He 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 hadn't really been trash neither like looking like a buzz but he hasn't 
he hasn't put no pressure on Ryan Willis' starting quarterback. Ryan Willis should be uh he should be firmly planted as the starter for for the Boston College game. Uh at running back, it's probably still gonna be a committee. It's pretty much still looking like it's gonna be a committee. Jalen Host and uh probably take on that uh Stephen Peoples role. That that I think Jalen Host will probably take on that Stephen Peoples role. You still got Khalees who came back from the transfer portal. He jumped out the train, he jumped in, and then he came out of the transfer portal because Virginia Tech and that damn transfer portal, man, we got long history. But we some some people come back. <laughs> some folks come back from the transfer. Some people jump in. Uh they jump out. But uh Cleese should be back. Caleb Stewart. And uh he's he's probably gonna be in the rotation and you know, the guy that everybody's hyped for coming in this fall, Keyshawn King, the freshman, the four-star freshman out of Florida. Will he contribute, get a part of the rotation? Because, you know, Fuente and Cornelson love this rotation of backs. They don't like just one back. Uh, they don't like one bell cow back getting 20, 30 touches. They like everybody getting the ball. So I think it's going to be, you know, Pretty much the same thing this year, running back with Holston, Cleese, Stewart, and possibly Keyshawn King. Uh, wide receiver, one of our better units on the team, obviously. Um, I read an article today, and it was saying Damon Hazleton looks like he's healthy from his, uh, like he's healthy from his hamstring injury. And that's good news. Because when healthy, Dame Hazleton was one of the best receivers in the ACC. Uh, that goes that goes without even saying. So if we got a healthy Dame Hazleton, you we know what Trey we know what Trey Turner can do. Trey Turner's route running extraordinary, lightning fast, big play Trey. Everybody love big play Trey. And then you got Hezekiah Grimsey, dope slot receiver, good hands. You know, physical player, not as physical as Kuma, Eric Kuma, but can be physical, can make plays. When you got that trio, and then you add DeWan Ellis, who who's athletic, can make plays, and then you got uh, Phil Patterson, and then you got some guys coming in in the fall that you're excited about. We got a nice crop at receiver. Nice crop at receiver. At at DB, people telling people saying Caleb Farley looks better, man. Uh. Caleb Farley is looking improved from what the experts are saying. Caleb Farley is looking improved. We all knew we know he can fly. We know he can run. We know he can run. Um technique wise, I mean, he was a freshman playing out of position. So he got burned a lot last year and stuff like that, but with with this spring under his belt, I'm hearing that he's much improved and uh he's still gonna be a starter. I haven't seen nothing where people saying he need to lose his job, lose the starting position. So I'm here for it. If Caleb Farley is much improved, I'm here for it. Because athletically, he's there. I'll say it. He is there athletically. I just think it was a lot of the mental breakdowns technique issues stuff like that that 
stuff that can get fixed, stuff that can get cleaned up. He missed tackles. He missed gap assignments. Not gap assignments, but just where he needed to be out on the boundary, shit like that. That shit that can be fixed. I, like, I don't, you know, and, I, and a lot of people was down on him, myself included. But it wasn't like I was saying he was a lost cause. I just, a lot of us thought, well, I ain't going to speak for other people. I just thought he shouldn't have been out there as a freshman. Now, we had no choice but to put him out there because of all the, the losses that we took to the transfer portal or injuries or NFL and, you know, stuff like that. He was just forced out there. But he shouldn't have been out there. You know, we know that. He probably said, I probably shouldn't have been out there as a freshman. But um, it's cool. If Caleb Farley's improved, I'm here for it. And you still get you still get Jovan Quillen, 757. You still get Jovan Quillen. You still got Bryce Watts. And whatever we can get from uh Jeremy Webb, if Jeremy Webb can give us anything, we'll be better at corner, which is very important. Because <laughs> we was bad at corner. Like, we was, whoo. Don't even get me started on last year. And then at and then at you know safety spots you still got Reggie Floyd and Devon Devon Diablo Reggie Floyd obviously one of the leaders of the defense one of the one of the leaders of the defense one of the most underrated players in the ACC shout out Reggie Floyd man salute Reggie Floyd if we can get I'm gonna say the same thing for Devon Diablo the same thing I just said about Jeremy Webb if we can get consistency out of Devon Diablo as far as him being healthy. We're good. We're good money. Divine Diablo can play. It's not about can he play or can he not play. It's just can he stay healthy. Is He's in and out the lineup. And even when he was playing last year, he was he was just banged up. And when he was banged up, he was missing tackles, blowing assignments, all that other shit because he was hurt. So that's how we're looking at in the secondary at linebacker. Linebacker is one of our better positions. Uh, you got Dax, you got Ashby. We're good. <clears throat> We're good at linebacker. Um, I don't even think I need to go in depth about linebacker too much. What I do need to talk about is defensive line, defensive line, defensive line, defensive line. Because all that shit I said about secondary don't mean shit if defensive line is what it was last year. Um, they're saying Deshaun Crawford, the JUCO transfer. It's gonna be one of the most important players <laughs> on this Virginia Tech team because um we need defensive tackle. Defensive tackle is so bad right now. Uh the death level and we need Deshaun Crawford badly. Badly. We also got other guys coming in in the fall that should help on defensive line. Um they say Emmanuel Belmar is playing consistent. They're not saying he's wreaking havoc or nothing like that, but Belmar's playing well. Uh, Hashan Gaines is still hurt. We don't even know what we're going to get out of Hashan Gaines. I'm sorry for y'all catching any background talking. My background is my neighbors. I live in an apartment. But, um, yeah, Belmar, Belmar, we need everybody, dog. <laughs> Gerard Hewitt, we need any and everybody step up because uh, the depth is still an issue on the defensive line and especially at defensive tackle. Uh, 
If we if we go out there against Boston College and we start getting gashed early, it's gonna be a long day. It don't even matter, you know. It doesn't even matter. If we go out there and Boston College go out there and gash us with their run game, it's gonna set everything up. Every the whole defense is gonna get killed. So defensive tackle is so important to what we need to do. And offensive line, that's also dog. Vance Vice is Teflon, man. Vance Vice is Teflon with me. I trust whatever rotation he put out there. I trust whoever he puts out there. His recruiting, everything Vance Vice does with that offensive line, he good money with me. So um, whatever he whatever he feels like doing, uh, Danzy, uh, Hoyt, whoever he wants to put out there, I'm good with it. Seriously, I'm. I'm gonna roll with Vance Vice on whatever he do. He he one of the few people right now that's Teflon on that coaching staff. So uh, you know, offensive line, I'm good with it. It's one of our better units. So yeah, that's pretty much it for this uh Virginia Tech. You got a lot going on in the program. Basketball, football, you got it's baseball season right now. But it's it's been a it's been a up and down spring. On the basketball side, it's been an up and down spring on the football side. But, uh, you know, with the schedule we got coming up in 2019, <sighs> if Justin Fuente cannot guide this team to 10 wins with that schedule, and y'all still, because I know how I feel about them. A lot of people telling me I need to be more patient and all this. If Justin Fuente can't give 10 wins with that schedule, come on, man. We got to start looking at another route, man. We got to pretty much look in the mirror and say this guy ain't it. But people is people are always shoot him rope. I don't know what it is about Justin Fuente. People love, I don't know if people love Fuente, but uh, man, Fuente, got, Fuente Teflon to a lot of people, man. If he can't guide this team and this offense to 10 wins, I don't know, man. He's not the guy a lot of people think he is. Like, for a coach that's supposed to be an offensive an offensive coach, he has all these weapons, and I spoke on all these weapons. He got a good offensive line. He got a he got a a, a veteran quarterback. He got a he got a he got veteran running backs. He got receivers. Weapons, James Mitchell. I ain't even talk about the tight ends. James Mitchell and, and and Rambo and he got Trey Turner and DeWan Ellis and Damon Hazleton. Like there's weapons all over the place. If you can't in some of these games, I'm talking about the Rhode Islands, the ODUs, the Wake Forest. If you can't put up 40, 50 points on some of them bad teams, I don't know. Like, I don't know where we go from there. Honestly. I, I would ask a lot of people to wake up <laughs> and see Fuente for what he is if he can't dominate the bad teams on the schedule. I'm not talking about, you know, the Boston College. Boston College should be decent or whatever. But if you can't beat up on these bad teams, and we play a lot of them this year, if you can't beat up on some of these bad teams, dog, I don't like I don't know. I just don't know. But that's pretty much it for Don V Fridays, man. Um, I'll be back at y'all in two weeks.
with the podcast. I will not be doing the podcast next week. I will be visiting the motherland. I will be visiting my family in Virginia. So no podcast next week, but until next time, God bless.